I had lunch with Binghamton earlier today, and he told me a remarkable true story. He had recently finished an assignment for a wealthy client of his, who was a well-known patron of the arts and a benefactor to the local charities where she lives. Oh, no, I thought. Not another story about a self-interested socialite whose every waking minute is lived to be the center of attention for everyone else. But to my delight, the story he related to me over the best chili Colorado burrito that I have ever eaten was a real hoot, and one that I shall now relate to you on this, the second podcast of the Platonic Gigolo. Let's call her Mrs. M. Mrs. M. has been a client of Binghamton's for some time now, and had recently called him in a near panic. It seemed that an upcoming fundraising gala was imminent, and she had no one to go with, and desperately needed an escort for the night. She pleaded with Binghamton to escort her. She also asked him to make sure that a few of the other attendees on the invite list were in no way to whisk her away into conversation, as there were certain people in her social circle, she had confided to him, whom she simply could not tolerate, even for charity's sake. This was no problem, as he had provided the service to Mrs. M. in the past for other such functions. The only problem was that one of the people that Mrs. M. could not tolerate was her daughter, and her son-in-law. You see, Mrs. M.'s husband had passed over to his great reward long ago, and with him gone now, she no longer had a watchdog to accompany her to these important events, which she really did enjoy participating in and contributing to. After all, she had her reputation to maintain, you understand, and in Mrs. M.'s world, reputation was everything. The night of the gala charity event was fast approaching, and our man Binghamton was as prepared as always, for he knows how to be sophisticated without being a snob, as well as guiding his charge, Mrs. M., through the potentially dangerous waters that abound at these functions. The night of the gala came, and Binghamton escorted Mrs. M. to the estate where the event was taking place. As they were leaving the back of the limousine, she was quietly reminding him to avoid any talk of politics, and to avoid answering any seemingly innocent questions that would be put to him as to just how he is related to Mrs. M. "'As always, my dear Binghamton, you are as discreet as a good father confessor. But remember, when they ask you, as they always do, that you are my nephew, who I rely upon with complete trust and fidelity.' Binghamton assured Mrs. M. that he would make sure, as he always did, that all would go according to plan and without a hitch. He did wonder just what had happened between Mrs. M. and her daughter and son-in-law that had severed things so permanently. But in his line of work he knew never to ask for explanations from his clients. Binghamton liked to keep a professional distance between himself and his clients, for the less he knew of their personal matters, the happier he and his clients were. Inside, while the gala was in full swing, Binghamton was happy to see that all was in order and felt assured that he would be able to escort Mrs. M. out of the party at the prearranged time and place. He would do so with a mention that Mrs. M.'s sister had called and needed to speak with her urgently. This had always worked wonderfully as a very ladylike way of excusing herself from having to stay the entire length of the evening's proceedings. So then, at the prearranged time, as planned, Binghamton found Mrs. M. regaling a small group of guests gathered around her, telling one of her trademark true-life stories. She was at the prearranged place, standing next to the central ice sculpture in the main room, where he was to walk up to her and discreetly whisper in her ear the urgent news about her sister. 
Binghamton was making his way through the well-dressed crowd towards Mrs. M., when unexpectedly Mrs. M.'s daughter and son-in-law appeared alongside of her, much to the chagrin of Mrs. M. And just as Mrs. M. was about to exclaim in surprise about how delighted she was to see her daughter and son-in-law, someone in attendance announced in a panic, "'Hey, everyone! There's been a bomb threat! Run for your lives!' I guess this person had never learned the lesson that you're never to yell fire in a crowded auditorium. Anyway, our good man Binghamton, ever Johnny on the spot, had already positioned himself to be at the side of Mrs. M. before her daughter and son-in-law could reach her. The sudden and unexpected melee was only helpful in extricating Mrs. M. from a potentially embarrassing situation. Binghamton gently held on to Mrs. M. and pulled her to his side safely, for if he had not she would have surely been pushed by the panicked guests making their way to the exits into the fountain that the beautiful ice sculpture stood in. This really would have ruined Mrs. M.'s reputation had Binghamton not been so quick on his feet as well as his wits. Later that night, after saying good night to Mrs. M. at her home, Mrs. M. made sure to include a special extra thank-you bonus in Binghamton's check for his service that evening. She was effusive with her gratitude, and would of course be calling on him again when she needed his assistance, and would be recommending him to a friend of hers who had just recently lost her husband of many years, and needed someone as discreet and reliable as he. After Binghamton told me this true story, I told him that I thought it would make an excellent short film or a short story. He told me that it might indeed, and to use it as Dr. Watson used the cases that he and Sherlock Holmes had worked on together. After all, he and I had a similar working relationship. All he asked is that I change the names and locations for the privacy of his clients. Why, of course, Bing, for I sometimes called him by the nickname of Bing, I'll be glad to. I sat back in my chair then at the restaurant as we finished our drinks and shared a few jokes. But all the while, I kept thinking to myself, what a suave professional Binghamton is, and just how happy I am to know him. Mark A. Landy, Personal Secretary to Binghamton, March 2012. I'd like to welcome a couple more sponsors to this second broadcast of the Platonic Gigolo, and they are the Personal Grudge Organizer and Happy Lefties. The Personal Grudge Organizer, as seen on TV. Now there's a place to keep all of your grudges. This is a must-have aid for the modern dysfunctional person who is a disorganized mess. The Personal Grudge Organizer is space-efficient and stylish. Until you can live without the grudges in your life, you can't live without the Personal Grudge Organizer. Now keep all of your personal grudges organized in one convenient place for easy access. Don't hold that grudge. Organize it. Get the Personal Grudge Organizer by Facobrazzi Enterprises. Available at fine retailers everywhere. And Happy Lefties. Happy Lefties, the alternative cigarette for the alternative smoking experience. With Happy Lefties, there's no double standard. Just the strongest hankering you'll ever have for the biggest damn double chocolate brownie that can fit on a plate. Happy Lefties, you're guaranteed to be happy. Pick up a pack someday soon. We'll be available at fine tobacconists everywhere. Happy Lefties. And we'd like to say thank you again to our sponsors from the first platonic gigolo broadcast the hostile vegan the hostile vegan eat drink complain foment find a location near you by visiting us on the web at thehostilevegan.com finally there's relief for the rest of us at 
the Hostile Vegan. And from last week again, our fine sponsors, Wretch Breath Mints. When you want your breath to stand out in a crowd, try Wretch Breath Mints for authentic cigarette and coffee breath. You'll never know until you retch. And be sure to try their new Wretch Seafair Breath Mints for that delightful sardine cigarette and coffee breath. Available at fine retailers everywhere. That's Wretch Breath Mints. And by the Clean Room Lounge. Offering a Class 1000 industry-rated clean room that's guaranteed to be germ and contaminant-free. The Clean Room Lounge. Truly a safe place for the discerning hypochondriac to relax and get to know each other. Meet your dream match at the Clean Room Lounge. Visit us on the web at thecleanroomlounge.com. The Clean Room Lounge. Not a scourge, but a splurge. I thank you again for tuning in to the Platonic Gigolo for our second podcast. Tune in again soon for the third podcast. And in closing, as is a tradition on this podcast, we'd like to say hello again. Tuning in to the other side, to our good friend, the great cinema screen legend, Betty Davis, for our weekly Bettyism. The weekly Bettyism for today is as follows. And again, this is authentically from the other side, authentically from the spirit of Betty Davis. Betty, over to you. Of course she's interested in other people. But with the world revolving around her, she just doesn't have time for them.